0: Hello and welcome to the Livonia Stevenson Hockey Podcast Episode 8. Paul Mitchell here and uh, we are happy to have Ben back. Ben is in the building. Ben, welcome back. Hey, I remember how to do it. Um, But no, like...
1: Last week I would have loved to be here, but the day job I couldn't. There was just no way I was working about thirteen hour days every single day last week. So,
0: well, last week was a little bit of a uh, odd week, though. Uh, guys missing school, uh, rough weather, Three some, days, yeah, right? some cold weather, some snow, all mixed into a fun filled week. Yeah, so, record um, lows. Yeah, but uh, we're back. We did mention too. We will we'll con- start with congratulations too. You are now a contributing editor-writer for the Michigan High School Hockey Hub, which uh, yeah. is great. Yeah, it's awesome no, to it, see. Uh,
1: it's it's something I'm very grateful for. Um, I was officially announced that uh, as a writer and contributor uh, two weeks ago. Um, I have stuff coming down the pipe, so if you guys, you know, if there's a feature right now on an exceptional kid. His name's Jake Piros. He's a uh, goaltender. He was a goaltender at DeWitt, Uh, But then when Cap City was formed, there was an exception made. Um, You know, because Ryan Gilmore is the starting goaltender for Cap City. He's an exceptional goaltender. Both of them are. Um, But I I don't want to spoil the story, but uh, there's a feature on him. He's an exceptional kid. He sets goals for himself and got his first start on Friday night, uh, on senior night. So um, it was really cool talking to him. I have one on a Michigan High School Hockey product that made his NHL debut in January. Um, so that's going to be coming out probably in the next day or two, honestly.
0: Okay. Um, that's on the, uh, let's make sure we let everybody know, the Michigan High School Hockey Hub. Yep, mihshockeyhub.com. Which is uh, your source of all things Michigan High School Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find everything out about all the teams and yeah. rosters, schedules, uh, links, all that kind of good stuff, and, and now Ben uh, writing on there. So,
1: it's a little bit of a story time, right? Just for people, because people know I'm, I'm a journalist by trade. So, story time is, when I was at the Oakland Press, how I got to the Oakland Press, Pat Caputo was uh, very... F- oh, yeah, oh, the book, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, ben, this is what you got to do, okay? No. Um, in all seriousness, a uh, couple of years ago now, I want to say, had to have been seven years ago, if not longer. Um, I was still working at 97, won the ticket. I was looking to get into written journalism, and Pat said, "Honestly, one day, I was." Uh, we were talking about Mr. Dombrowski and the Tigers, and I said, "Well, I hope one day I could call him, you know, Mr. Dombrowski, and you know, actually just get to meet him." He goes, "Well, I call him Dave." I said, "I said I would love that. That'd be amazing. I could actually, you know, do that." He goes, "Well, you know, we're creating this high school thing called MI Prepsum." okay he goes well, they need writers all right so i my background in sports is always football like my background and the funny thing is if you listen to obviously me call a stevenson hockey game you would think that my background's hockey um but no i my first love in sports is always football and was very fortunate enough to start writing there and the funny thing is no one wanted to cover high school hockey no one did ever when I was at the Old Compress, like there was a, there was one guy, his name's Dan Talon, he doesn't write anymore, um, but he, he was a very exceptional writer. He liked hockey, but he just didn't want to do it, right? So I, I wanted a way to find money, because when you're a freelancer, you're scrapping, right? And it, more clips is good, as they say in the business. So I was like, well, I know hockey, I like hockey. I was fortunate enough when I was Justin's age, the, you know, the Red Wings were exceptional, right? I was young, and, you know, seeing guys like Steve Eiserman, um, you know, Don uh, Cicerelli, all, all those guys, right? Paul Coffey, all those guys. Like, it, it drew me in, and I loved it. And, of course, the joke is in the journalism world, if you grew up in Michigan, you know hockey. So as a way to make extra money, I was like, well, send me to a hockey game. I can do it. I'll figure it out. I know I know the game. I do. And that's how I became a hockey writer. And that's people, because no one else would do it. Honestly, no one else would do it. So that's I. That's crazy. It's the best sport. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the funny thing is, no, you say that in all honesty. People like high school football <clears throat> in Michigan's good. Do not get me wrong, right? <clears throat> high school basketball in Michigan's pretty competitive. Do not get me wrong there either. But there's no sport in high school sports that has the most parity, that has the most competitiveness. And top teams through all three divisions than high school hockey. On any given night, you can win or lose a game. And that's one thing that, just a quick transition, that's one thing I love about the uh, MIHL showcase in Trenton, is because it shows that. It shows that to a T. And people are going to tell me, well, no, the good teams always win. Look at Traverse City West, honestly. Look at that team. That's a very young team that's just finding itself. And they came. Before we went to Traverse City for the North-South Showcase, they were 1, 10, and one on the year. Stevenson blanks them ten to nothing. Any team had any right to give up on their season, say we're not good enough. Next night, they beat Granville three to two. Granville's young, but they still beat them three to two. They're now on a four or five-game win streak because they go into Trenton, they win two games. Yeah. So like, that's what I mean, like. People will say, you know, you have your good teams yeah, but literally on any given night, you can lose a high school hockey game. Like, we have a good game coming up at the Arctic Edge on Wednesday against Canton. Canton is very much improved. I don't know if people came to the uh, KLAA MIHL showdown, you know, that was here at Eddie Edgar. You should have. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastically run event. It's the top two conferences, I think, in the entire state playing head to head. And Canton looks improved. So, like... Yeah, they're doing doing a good job. They are. So, like, again, just to kind of bring it full circle. And and I'm not selling the game by any means because the game sells itself. But it's not an easy task for Stevenson. People are going to be like, oh, Stevenson's expected to win. Yeah, sure. But, again, literally, any given night you can lose. And do not think for a second any Canton chief maybe listening to this podcast or at home, you know, seeing on the schedule Stevenson's coming to town... Do not think for a second they did not see what happened at the showcase this past weekend. A Division Three team, who's still very good in Calumet, do not get me wrong there either, but they made Stevenson look very, very pedestrian and very, very average, which is very hard to do. And you can say, hey, we can do that too. So you go into the Arctic Edge, you, may, you can put up a fight. I agree, Stevenson should win that game, but again, you never know. You never know. And same thing for Saturday. People are going to say Stevenson doesn't, you know... Probably is not going to beat Catholic Central, but Stevenson has the ability to. Yeah. Again, any given night, you can win or lose a hockey game in high school hockey, and that's why I love it, and that's why well, I think I've i been covering two, it
0: now for 10 years. You know, once teams start to get or are having a good season, two, you have to expect that um, teams now are going to give any game they play. You know, they're going to give you your best yeah. shot. They're going to come out swinging, and they're going to try and, and uh, you know, Yeah, hit you first. So, I mean, that's something now I think that these guys understand and know that's going to be expected, you know, the Spartans. Um, So, uh, but big week ahead, but also a couple big games that we got to catch up on. I mean, starting with, we had that, uh, we last talked about the Traverse City trip, and we talked about the Franklin game, which was the sock toss, which was a success. That was awesome. And then um, a big, big game on the road at Heartland. Yes. Uh, Out at their barn. We called it the champion's gauntlet that weekend. Yeah, and um, you know what? uh, I mean, a big matchup. Heartland, uh, obviously a a top team in D2, uh, defending state champion. um, And it's at their place, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't make things easier. But you know what? Spartans came to play. I mean, that was a great game. It was a packed house. Yeah. Packed barn. Mm -hmm. um, And the Spartans... uh, Spartans fought. They played well, and they ended up winning the game three to two. Yeah. And um, you know what? Uh, I, I won't
1: forget Ian Kimball with that snipe, man. Yeah, coming and down Seth the line. Seth getting that first goal right there in the slot on a bouncing puck, gets a stick on it, and then Adamic with the game winner. Adamic with, and the funny thing is, he wasn't even trying to shoot it on that; he was just trying to dump it
0: in. And the react- what a great play, though, too, because he was at a, at, at no, the end of was. a shift, and he was it was either you know dump it in or, or just. Leave it in the zone and skate well, right. off. And I mean, turned, I'm not. I'm it. not discounting
1: what Austin did by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I just remember he because he, he was. He was just looking to dump it in, but he dumped it in at the right spot. Tommy was expecting the same thing, and the reaction Brett gave after the goal—he literally put his head in his hands. It was like, "Oh my God, what do I do?" And it
0: that's, was. And, and at that point, you were just like, "Okay." That's the proverbial yeah. though. I mean, pox net. Yeah, that's, that's what just, you got to do. pox net. And that's something too. Uh, Let's turn that
1: off. But that's something um, that, again, this weekend showed was the style of hockey. Because a lot of teams, and and, and we saw this when we were in the UP, is that you you throw pucks in the net and you crash. And the funny thing is, Stevenson did that against Trenton, something Stevenson doesn't really do. In all honesty, Stevenson does not like to crash the net that hard. And it's funny that they don't like to because it's a still hard-working, gritty team. That's the one thing they don't do consistently. They did it against Trenton and took Trenton out of the game in the first seven minutes. Yeah. Trenton was not interested in playing the rest of that game, which I would never thought I would have said those words ever, in in, in a game like that.
0: Well, well, and and you know, it, 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 a little bit of a, a a difficult stretch too. I mean, they had the Harlan game and then they had to turn right around and, and play Country Day. Yes. Uh, the next day, Saturday. Uh, Really, not a whole lot of rest time, but no, no excuse. It's all part of the grind. And um, Spartans were up in that game, but p- uh, penalties were cost costly, I should say, because um, they ended up dropping that one three to two. And um, yeah, or was it four three? No, it was four three. It was four three, and I believe three of their goals, Country Day, were on the power play. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was just one of those games where you know penalties kind of caught up, and um, you know, it, it it it's a learning lesson there. I mean, you got to stay, you know, especially when you're playing a goalie like Evola, um, you know, who does a great job. And so, you know, to turn around and come back and play the next day, like I said, that's no excuse. You got to get up and go, and you got to play whoever's in front of you. But um, that day, you know, like I said, penalties kind of caught up with them. So, and, but and that's something too with this the super
1: sophomores, as I call them, the five sophomores. Most of the time, they get it right. They they know how to speak. they know how to keep their head in the game and not get distracted. But it was bad to see a, a kid like Ethan Waldo take a hit. Granted, it was a questionable hit, but then get right back and then headhunt and then he goes into the box. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Like we saw that. Um, even though he's not a fr- even though he's not a sophomore, he's a freshman. Adam Hurd did that in the uh, Thanksgiving tournament at Wallace, right? He gets that penalty. He gets so angry, he breaks his stick, and he gets another two minutes thrown on him for, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. Like, I get it. These kids are young. They're exceptional kids, and they still have a maturity point to get past. But, like, that country day game, they knew that. Like, they were like, we're just going to get physical with these guys, make them lose their heads. And they did. They took bad penalties. Even even Austin, you know, as a captain, he took a couple bad penalties late. Like, and that's uncharacteristic. Like, Austin likes to mix it up. We all know that. He likes to get in and defend his teams and try to get under the skin of other pl- of the other team. But he was taking some bad penalties, too. So, like, that's why that game was uncharacteristic against Country Day. And Country Day always is a defensive first team. And they showed that, you know, they can turn it around and get some offense. Because why? They crashed the net. They crashed poles and hard that entire game. And Poulin made two or you know one to two initial saves, but the third time that puck bounces yeah, around, gosh. the rebound's going to go in. Dallas Hood, you know, was you know there doing it. Uh, Thues had it had a couple of good opportunities in there. So you know it's just it's really funny, just like the ebbs and flows of this season. Because again, Stevenson still won 14 straight games, you know, but n- not this weekend. But it, but it, as we're you know going over. It. Last weekend, I don't, I mean, anyone would have told you, hey, you split, that's a
0: good weekend. Well, Steve, especially, I mean, Steve yeah, especially in, in, in you know, again, these aren't excuses, it's just, it is what it is. Coming back well, yeah. after a big game against Harlan and to turn around and have a game the next day yeah. against a really good opponent. I mean, like, anybody. I mean, that, that's got to, first off, to play two games back-to-back <laughs> is tough in its own right, but I mean, you're literally, play, you're literally playing uh, both of last year's state champs, you know, back-to-back, so...
1: And that, but, see, that's the thing I like about it, too, and it's one thing I respect Dave for the way he schedules is because that's what's going to happen in three well, weeks, exact. right? You've got you to get ready In three ready weeks, for that. You ha- you're going to face that because it's survival of the fittest, and especially if you get to USA, you're playing on Thursday, or, you know, you're, you're playing, like, Wednesday, and then you're playing Friday. Or you're playing Thursday, you're playing Saturday. Like, you're playing immediately. And the pressure's higher because you're playing for – a plaque that will go up in your school that yeah. says you are the best in the state at what you do you the 30 games you played all year you were the best team standing in your division congratulations add that pressure to a champ like it, that's why we called it the champions gauntlet yeah. uh, you know uh, last weekend because it was and that was truly uh, emblematic of a Final Four scenario at USA Hockey it really was and that's why like you know, you look at a team that's carried by a group of five sophomores, a, you know, a core group of really good seniors, and you mix in good juniors with it as well. You know, that's where that, those learning points of, like, you can't take those bad penalties. Because if that happened at USA, you're not raising a trophy. You get something that says finalist at the end. yeah. And a lot of kids will see that finalist as really a different F word, failure. yeah. Because I, I remember talking with Jake Bonet. He, uh, last year, was watching Churchill. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He looked despondent, but I'm like, hey, no, seriously, how you doing? He goes, I'm jealous. This should have been us. You know, we should have been the Livonia team representing. Yeah. And he goes, I'm jealous, and that's why I'm here. I never want this feeling again. And now we know how well he's doing in Aberdeen, right? Like, he's getting shifts. He's, you know, being yeah. productive. It's been a really good actually. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like you know, you don't want to know how Jake Bonet felt that day on Saturday. Right, like people will try to get you off your game, and that's why again I love the way that Dave
0: schedules because this the second half of the season should not be easy. No, and it's it, which brings us to, I mean, you go away from that game to this week, this past week, which gets into the Trenton show, the MIHL showcase mm-hmm. down in Trenton, which yeah. is the premier showcase of high school hockey, and um, you know the schedule was out a little while back, and and. You know, no rest for the weary here as Spartans pull um, Calumet, which yep. is one of the top teams in D three, and then you know, which has become a rival game, Trenton, which was the you know the last game on Saturday night. So you know, you're going to have your hands full going in to uh, those two games. And you know what, too? I mean, not not that this is it, it, it's just it's one of those things. You you know, you got to prepare for that, and then you add in a little bit of some distraction of the fact that. Kids missed school this past week. I think they yeah. really had one practice. You know, it's yeah. it, you, it, and that's what I think. Th- these are the things that kids have to fight through and they have to learn because there are things that are going to happen that they can't uh, control or they can't dictate. And having just to say, okay, well, you know, it is what it is, and we got to go through it and fight through it. That's what they did. And you know, I think, you know, that's why maybe it came out, you know, not as as well. Not as, I don't want to say as well prepared, but maybe as how they wanted to against Kelly Met because. You know, they played Calumet. Calumet came out with a lot of speed. Um, they ended up getting – they didn't score a, a even strength. They got two power play goals and a shorty. They ended up taking that game through mm-hmm. nothing. So it was one of those things where talk about a, an opportunity here to, to grow and learn from is, okay, how are the Spartans – I don't know, how are they going to react after that? Yeah. And I think it was something, you know, uh, they did what they set out to do. I mean, they turned right around – they faced a tough Trenton team who beat Hartland the night before. And made it look easy. Yeah. And I mean,
1: that's the one thing, too. I said it during the live stream. Trenton made Hartland work for everything they got. And even though it was one nothing for most of the game, and then they got the insurance goal with 30 seconds uh, at, uh, left in, <coughs> Hartland only had maybe one or two quality scoring looks. Gabe Anderson had one on the power play. He fired it high over the net. And it, w- it was a good look, but he was shooting into a window that was maybe a foot wide. Like that—that's an elite goal if you can make that. And Gabe Anderson's capable of it. Don't get me wrong, but that's a hard goal, like on any level. So, yeah, Trenton made like Hartland work for everything, and it was very, very tough. Like, and they were playing in front of a hyped crowd too, obviously. Cause, oh yeah, you know, top two teams, and then yeah. Well, and, and
0: I think again, it goes back to you know the Spartans then. Taking a step back, regrouping, getting back to what they, they know how to do and and um, which was come out and play and they did. They came out and I think they set the tone early and mm-hmm. they, they, they set it right from the jump and um beat Trenton six nothing. Which yeah. uh, I mean that's to go down there at third barn at the showcase, I mean, you know, to get a win is one thing, but I mean that was you know, that was it was a win it was a
1: heck of a win and it was a statement win and never thought I would see the Trojan pit leave a game early at home I never thought I would see uh just supporters of high school hockey leave a game early and again like I know like the way that the game was played was exceptional right I mean the Adamic brothers had a great game and like I said against country day um you know Austin had a bad penalty late, but Austin led the team on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean he he led them with he let with effort. What was he doing? Crashing the net, getting rebound goals, right? So that's why I mean, like this team is, has been just so fun to watch, like all year, it really has. And in the twenty or close to twenty games that you know we've we've seen so far, um, that's why I mean, like this team is still fun to watch because there's still parts of it where they're an enigma, and you you do, you try to figure out, like, how this team truly is, are they the team that, you know, wins, uh, you know, 14 straight against quality opponents, or are they a team that struggles against D3 teams, right? Like, what what is this team? And I think Saturday was a little more reflective of who Stevenson is. I think so,
0: yeah, and I think it just, you know, it's, it's one of those things, too, I mean, you know, like, you go back to—I mean—they're—they're they're playing a tough schedule, and they're going to get everybody's best shot. And mm-hmm. you know, it's—it's—you're not going to win every—you know—you're going to have to fight through some adversity. You're going to have to fight through some things, and I think those are good things. Yeah. I mean, those are good things that good teams have to to fight through. Whether you're a high school team, whether you're a junior team, or whether you're a pro team, I mean, um, geez, somebody's—you're I mean, a popular yeah, I man know, and I'm trying to turn right, this off here. You're okay. Um, so, it, it's, you know, it's, it, was, it was a great, you know, turnaround for them um, at, you know, at a great event. Oh, totally. I mean, what, what a great weekend of hockey. Um, I mean, they put on such a good showcase down there in the MHL. Shout out to Scott Locke and Andy Wiedebach. Uh, do a great job. And the entire Trenton community.
1: They yeah. make it look easy. I mean, having about 80 scouts rolling through your building... Uh, what was it, um, over, like 40 teams, you know, coming in as well and making it look easy, making it look, you know, just coordinated. It runs like a well-oiled machine because the parents, the moms, the dads, the grandparents, and other volunteers that just love hockey, you know, make it, you know, seem that effortless. And it's it's something, too, that, uh, like, like we, we gave the praise because obviously you guys uh, – Host the MiHL showcase, uh, or showdown, I should say, the KLAA MiHL showdown, and your dad, Herb, uh, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that and made it look effortless. So, like, like you truly see like both sides of it, right? And that's why, like, it's just really impressive the way the Trenton community does. They put on that showcase every year, and it's just absolutely amazing and outstanding. Because they do, they like they oh, it, it, they run food shifts, you know, for the, you know the scouts. All the scouting room. Yeah, and the yeah, scouting right. room,
0: right? Um, and not only that, not only do they do such a good job, but the matchups too. I mean, the matchups were on point. I mean, I, I, I don't know yeah. how many shootouts they had to go to. Um, for I think I think over the weekend there was about four total shootouts. Okay, I, I mean that just shows you that the matchups were 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 done right. I mean, I think they were done fair.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, uh, so overall, I mean, just great three days of hockey. And I know um, I know they ran it. A shout-out to them especially, too. I know on Thursday they ran into a little bit of an issue. There was a car fire on 275. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Um, I think they were running, like, almost an hour or almost two hours behind. I know Howell was one of the teams that got stuck on the freeway. And um, so they had to kind of rearrange and reschedule, so they took care of that but kept everything running smoothly. And then um, – you know, starting on Thursday on to uh, ending there on Saturday, so great weekend, um, but, weekend. you know, as fun as it is, back to work, I mean, like you mentioned this week now, up on the slate, three games, we got Canton on Wednesday at home, or excuse me, away, mm-hmm. um, and then St. Mike's team out of Toronto, Yep. Uh, coming in to Eddie Edgar on Friday, mm-hmm. and then uh, a big matchup against Catholic Central on Saturday, which would be good, so... A uh, lot to look forward here down the stretch. Yeah, I may mean, valiant blue
1: and peerless white teach us to
0: be. Oh, gee, that's right. Oh, uh, sorry, CC, grad, get out of here! here. Boo, no. boo! No, but it'll be fun. It's gonna be a fun week. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the joke, right? Is we like
1: Ben, except Ben's a CC guy,
0: so we don't yeah. like Ben. But he's starting to bleed a lot more double blue and white these days. That's right. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm, I've always liked Stevenson, so it's not like, you know, I can't like both teams, but, yeah. What? They can't be
0: They're okay. They got a decent hockey team. No, they're, they're not. Kalanicki, uh,
1: Coach Cal, does a great job over there. Kalanicki does an amazing job. That was yeah. an amazing hire. It really was, you know, him biding his time at uh, uh, Divine Child, uh, you know, learning the ropes a little bit of how to run a team, TURNED THEM VERY COMPETITIVE IN A SHORT TIME SPAN. AND WHEN CC HOCKEY WAS KIND OF HURTING, PEOPLE DON'T REALIZE HOW MUCH THEY WERE HURTING AFTER uh, COACH TODD JOHNSON LEFT. Um, AND A GUY LIKE DANNY VERRY WHO COACHES THEIR JV TEAM DID AN EXCEPTIONAL JOB IN, a tra- in THE SECOND PART OF THEIR TRANSITION YEAR. Um, LIKE I SAID, CC HIT IT WELL, BUT THEY WERE HURTING. THEY REALLY WERE. AND, I, and A LOT OF PEOPLE GO BE LIKE, WELL, YEAH, IT'S CATHOLIC CENTRAL. THEY SHOULD, they should REBOUND. IT IS REALLY TOUGH to keep having the culture the expectations right that coach uh dave always you know talks about you know building you know trusting a process it's really hard to have that message continue through three tumultuous years it really was and they won state titles all those years like that is a hard thing to do it really is and the fact that they were able to do it shows just how good um you know that hockey community is and the type of kids that they get, which are upper echelon-type kids. Uh, don't get me wrong, because they are. Um, but hard work will beat talent any day of the week, and Stevenson works with a double blue-collar effort, mm-hmm.
0: and that's what makes Stevenson tough. So Saturday's going to be fun. It really is. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right, so moving along, uh, we are going to bring in, as we do each and every week, head coach David Mitchell. David, welcome to the show, uh, congratulations, uh, great showing in the Trenton Showcase, great win on Saturday, uh, we caught up here, great big, great win against Harlan. all that kind of good stuff, and uh, here we are. Thanks Paul, <laughs> thanks Ben, <laughs> glad to be here. There it really is.
1: Really glad to be
0: here. There it is. Well, Good stuff. Uh, didn't
1: know I was going to ask the first question so fast, so... Uh, Re- really quick, though, um, this past week was anything but ordinary, right? There wasn't, uh, there was what, only two days of school, if that?
2: Yeah, Monday we had off for a snow day. We right. went to school Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday were off, and then we went Friday. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so how, how do you handle a schedule like that? Like, what are the challenges for a coach in, in that oh. regard that, you know, when weather says you can't have school, have how, does that, right. how does that impact
2: we had six hours of ice scheduled, of which we used about two. Um, and, and, and most every team was in the same boat. So for us to say it was different, you know, like a, every team had to deal with it. So they had to deal with, uh, you know, the challenges and the, being flexible and, and things like that. But I, but I will say, you know, it, it was a little different for us because we, we, we tend to have things planned out a little bit in terms of what we wanted to cover on certain days. Like Wednesday, we had a two-hour practice that we were not able to use where we wanted to go over special teams and things like that. And um, So we practiced Tuesday, so we kind of knew that Wednesday and Thursday were going to be iffy, so we crammed as much into Tuesday as we could. But in reality, it, it's, it goes back to, you know, how well you think, you, you hope that the kids have been prepared and the kids are will take things upon themselves. It's kind of like, you know, you do all this preparation and, and raise these kids growing up and then you send them off to college and you hope they're ready to go. And it was kind of like, okay, they're on their own a little bit for a few days here. So um, they were on their own for a bit and tried to stay in shape and tried to, I think, stay, do the right things. But it was so cold outside. And, um, you know, boy, it's... The, the, the couple things that I think that, that really are routine... Based not not necessarily routine, but the routine based uh, are your, your defensive zone and your penalty kill, and it seems like those are the two things that yeah you know, that got us against Country Day, and then got us again against uh, Calumet, and those are the things that if you don't really rep and repeat and and make sure that your your routes are good and your 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 you know your your sequences are good and everything's good with that, it, it tends to you know be forgotten a little bit and, and I think those things were forgotten so we got back to basics uh you know we made some adjustments going into Saturday and I think you know we we we've remembered a little bit how to play I think the way we we wanted to play so uh all in all though like you said it was a a really you know like Paul said it was a really really good couple weeks in terms of growth in terms of ups and downs in terms of wild emotional rides and you know the win here a loss here uh a snow day here, an ice day here, and, you know, a temperature day there. So it's been a a wild two weeks, to say the least.
1: Yeah, definitely. One thing uh, going back to last week with, um, you know, country day in in Harlan, one thing that was starting to be apparent, you guys were moving Austin up, you know, into the forward position, not really playing him at at defense all that much. Was that, I know you you guys were talking about that was going to be a possibility of him, you know, moving up. And not playing uh, defense as much—is that going to be a plan going forward, or is he going to stay a fluid player?
2: We'll see. <laughs> you know, I mean, going you say, Bella, check me if you want. That's yeah, fine. I'll, I'll totally Bella check <laughs> you because, but but that's the truth. You know, like we we saw a need, I, I think, to to bring him up front against Trenton. But then I think you saw a number of occasions he was he was on the blue line. Yeah. Um, you know, so. He's, he's gonna be that and, and I think the more the game is evolved and players like Austin Adamick that have that skill set that they're capable they're, they're capable of doing both and capable of uh, of being a- anywhere on the ice and, and in a different situations because now I think you know you terms of talk you talk in terms of five man units as opposed to always talk in terms of you know forwards or defensemen, so he's got such a special skill set that he can do both so um, he was kind of all over the ice on on Saturday night, so we used him more up front. Um, you know, we're definitely not closing the book on using him on the blue line. He'll be on the blue line. He was on the blue line that game, so mm-hmm. um, you know he will be. You know, it's kind of like you know to use the football analogy that that guy that you'll see lined up at different positions and yeah. different spots, and and, and and see which ways you can get that guy and get that guy involved in the offense. And so uh, it was uh, good for him, I think, a, a little. You know, we just found a need that we uh, we felt we were in a place that needed to generate a little more end zone time, and he helped us do that. So um, we'll see what happens going forward.
1: So, with a quick uh, kind of analogy, though, with uh, basketball, you see a lot of teams running small lineups, right? Like you have instead of using a s- traditional center, you have a power forward and and four guards going with them. Is that? Is that even possible in a game like hockey, where it's kind of position based? Because in, I know, like in a power play, you have more opportunity to freelance that a little bit. Yeah. But not but not like as on five on, but, but like in five on five, you, could you do something like that where you have a kid where you know that you can play both ways, where you could?
2: Is, I, is that even? Is yeah, that even yes, a thing? I think yes, to be a little more. I, I think, I think the the term to use a basketball would be like a, like a hybrid or a combo guard where you could he yeah. could do the two or three. I, I don't look at it much as, as the matchups as going smaller or bigger, um, you know, because th- th- those really don't exist. I mean, in basketball, you have your your, well, um, right. your center, they, the, the fives match up down low, and your post players are playing. Well, right, but, play like,
1: post. but like in, in, in like a hockey term, though, like, you know, using a kid that has Austin's abilities to play both forward and defense, you could basically run maybe one guy back at the point. Like, you know, you like sure. Well if he
2: plays if he plays the point he's there as a defenseman with yeah. another defenseman, sure. Yes. And that you know, or or yeah, I see what you're saying. Um yeah, like I mean we, we have different different types of you know, that's and I'll say not just with Austin, but that is that is the thing about this team. We are so balanced in terms of like, you know, not really just two or three guys that we say, you know. Sure. We're going to count on and go they're they're up and down the lineup, you know Seniors down to sophomores and freshmen like we we have players that can perform and um, You know have played big minutes for us this year that um, You know as a coach, it's it's a nice luxury to have that we can Do different things with different lineups and different matchups and different power play units and different penalty kill units and and so we we are starting now you know, I think as as most coaches do, sometimes you're limited that, and you you know you have a couple power play units right from the beginning of the year, and you keep them all year. With us, we've had, you know, I'd say most of our team at one point or another has you know seen some power play or penalty kill time, and so um, they they you know it's been a plus for us. And and now as we get down to the last month or so here, you know we'll we'll start identifying a little more specific roles and things like that. So. You know, we'll see. We're still day to day. I know it's. a cliche you don't like. We're still day to day, and we'll see how it how it lines up. You know, with Canton next year, and you know, seeing what the lineup's going to look like that night, and where where guys are going to play, and with who, and you what situations. And then, you know, our job as coaches is if we need adjustments, we'll we'll try to make the necessary adjustments, and and hope that they're the right ones. Well, um, great
0: it was great bounce back there to come back from Friday and have that win against Trenton. Uh, at the MIHL show showcase which we were talking earlier I mean just what a great event I mean I, I think you were able to see some other games there uh, great matchups we mentioned what a great job Locke and, and Andy did on getting the matchups together there and just overall a great weekend of hockey and got to be you know pleased that you're able to you're able to be part of something like that
2: absolutely you know first and foremost you know we definitely have to thank the mihl and the the mihl showcase people for putting on such an outstanding event it is still i think considered you know our the granddaddy of them all as Trenton called it you know with with uh, the showcases it's it's still our biggest one it's still our i think most widely viewed and 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 visited and, and scouted and and so it was really really uh a great situation or a great setup down there. So thanks to all the people, all the volunteers, all the arena people, all the city officials that, that made that happen. It was it was it was an outstanding, outstanding event. So we really appreciate that. And you mentioned the people behind the scenes that to put together a schedule. But yeah, like to be part of that, I remember my very first year here that, that that was the one thing that we wanted to make sure. And people don't believe me. I still get nervous every year that we you know we have to apply. Uh, for the showcase and you know until I you know get that email that says we've been accepted and it's still a big deal for me that you know Lamoni Stevenson gets accepted to that showcase because it's a, a premier event uh, in Michigan high school hockey, so it's exciting for us exciting for our players exciting for our program to be part of such an event and uh, It was nice to have a good showing
0: Yeah, and a great way to cap off the weekend as you mentioned into this week um, Things keep rolling along you got Canton on the road this Wednesday And then a team that'll be the first time, I believe, Stevenson plays this Friday at home against St. Mike's, a team out of Toronto, uh, which should be a a lot of fun Uh, there, Eddie Edgar. And then you finish the week off with a big game at USA Hockey Arena versus Catholic Central. So uh, the train keeps rolling this week.
2: Yeah, I always joke and say, who made this schedule? You know, but then I got to say, I think I had something to do with it, so... Um, yeah, it starts first and foremost with an up-and-coming Canton team that has some pieces now. John Bartle's done an outstanding job with that program um, that, you know, we're, uh, we'll definitely have to be on our, on our A-game there to, to, to go into Canton. It's an away game. It's a road game to go there and uh, uh, make sure we, we're detail-oriented and all the right things. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, then the weekend, you know, turn right around a quick weekend with St. Mike's out of Toronto. And then uh, Catholic Central, who just seems to be playing, you know, so well right now and and, and rolling uh, right along. And, and and again, another guy and friend of mine, Brandon Kelnicki, he's done an outstanding job with that program there. So uh, it's um, it's a big week for us. It's it's you know cliche, cliche, cliche that you know. But and I'll say this, and I, I said it to my team, you guys, I'll be laughing the Belichick, but like I just don't realize, you know, just I always wonder why more teams like. Edelman said it. Belichick says it. Like, like honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm no kidding. Like, I've gotten to the point that like my number one thing is that we have a good practice tomorrow. Sure. You know, like number one thing is, is you know that if we practice well, if we prep, you know, because I think so much about Did You hear that? What They that? asked
0: him about Julian Edelman. They, they asked him, uh, yeah. you know, about the MVP, and he said his focus was just making sure he had a good practice all week. Yeah. And,
2: and and I told our team that we made sure we had a you know a good day of practice today. I thought we did. I thought. You know, we we got some things accomplished. We're really starting to evolve a little bit. Our coaching staff can't say enough good things. Our coaching staff, when they're out there, you know, Thompson and Roz and, and Zagata, that are that are really, you know, implementing, not just implementing systems and things like that, but really putting guys in game situations to, to teach and learn and, and to, to grow their hockey IQ and make them better hockey players. So it was a good one today. We'll have to have a good one tomorrow, and we'll have to see um, – you know, heading to, to Wednesday and make sure we do, we do everything necessary there.
1: Um, obviously, you guys are playing St. Mike's on on Friday. We've seen an influx of um, out-of-state teams. You know, uh, St. Ignatius has played up here. Um, was it Lake Forest Academy, you know, has come up here. What do you like about playing a team out-of-state? Like, w- like, why schedule that opponent? Like, what does that bring? How does that help? with
2: with you guys instead of you know maybe going after maybe scheduling someone else in state um i, I think it just i don't want to say it just keeps things fresh but i i think that when you when you you, you are able to get these out-of-state teams and and look at that their their hockey factories that you're bringing in yeah. you know st mike's is st ignatius is um you know lake forest is and i know orchard lake played i think ridley and 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 these teams are are are, are really reputable. Where k- kids go to school there, um, not just you know for the academics, but to play hockey as well. So you know you're getting uh, a quality opponent <coughs> that takes hockey very seriously and is very serious about what they're doing. And so that's uh, that I think is a plus. It's it's uh, it's it's just something different. I think um, you know any, anytime you can bring a team in from Canada like that, and they're a team from Lake Forest or Saint Ignatius that. Uh, you know, has has had success in their own, in their own leagues and conferences and, and divisions. That um, it's just another opportunity to, uh, to get to do that. And I mean, you do see something different. You know, over 25 games, you kind of see the same, same type of teams or the same teams. You know, year in a year out with your league play and your non-conference. So if we get a chance an opportunity to play a different team like this, um, you know, we're all for it and excited to do it.
1: And it's also kind of a measuring stick in in, in a way, right? Because I know. Last year, that was something with Culver at the showcase. You wanted to totally. You you, yeah. w- you wanted to see how your team stacked see. up against a team like that. So it, yes. there's also a factor of that, right?
2: Yes, and, and and again, you know, playing a team out of Canada, where I mean, we know what hockey is in Canada. You know, you grew up around the Detroit area. You know what hockey is like yeah. in Canada. You know how seriously they take their hockey. So uh, it's an exciting opportunity for us. We know they're really good. They're very well coached. They're very well, you know, put together teams. So we'll have a work cut out for us. But again. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a little ways away here, you know, to, we got to make sure we stay focused on what we're doing today and tomorrow. All right, well, Coach, thank you as always
0: for coming on board here, uh, recapping and looking ahead. Uh, best of luck the rest of the week, and uh, we'll catch
2: up soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you do as always, and uh, go Spartans.
0: There he is, head coach such passion. Oh, yeah. go Spartans for sure. <coughs> Love it. someday I'll give you the head medal. coach <laughs> David Mitchell here on the Livonia Stevenson Hockey Podcast. All right, and that'll take us to the portion of the podcast in which we uh, have on a player, current player, and today we feature a senior defenseman, number three, the Shark, as we call him, Joe Sharkey. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, Paul? it's, uh,
3: it's cool to be here talking with you guys.
0: Alright, what a great what a great nickname too. I mean that is your name, Sharky. And uh you do go by the shark, right?
3: Uh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you really go by? Uh people usually call me Sharky, and if they don't know that's my last name, they'll find out they'll be like, Wait, that's your last name? I never knew. I thought as a nickname. <laughs>
0: well, it I, like uh, a Yeah, nickname. there you go. But it's it's cool, yeah, you got the shark in the name. But hey, great to have you here. You're uh Big, big man on campus here, a senior, right, so you've been, in, you know, part of the program here for a couple years, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, defenseman, what, what uh, you know, what's it been like for you so far, I mean, you're, you're you know, it's your last year, but, uh, I mean, um, you know, tell us about your experience so far, I mean, how, how's it been for you here at Stevenson?
3: Well, uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, we just had that uh, MIHL showcase, uh, two big games, that was a lot of fun, but, uh it's been a lot of fun with these great group of guys uh, practicing every day, then going out and uh, showing it out on the ice in games. It's a lot of fun being with those guys. Um, what,
1: who do you style, if, if anything, or, or how would you describe your style of play at, at the blue line?
3: Uh, probably more of a, uh, a defenseman who can play offense or defense. I don't know there are, there are a lot of guys in the NHL like that, like maybe like a Tory Krug or like a Charlie McAvoy, but I can play solid defense, but I can also like jump in on the rush some offense out of the game
0: well that's become a key part of mm-hmm. defense now these days um, a little quick tidbit too the Red Wings just um, retired uh, Red Kelly's uh, defenseman from and I, that was in a crazy stat he's one of the highest scoring defensemen of that era I think the highest scoring because he was able to rush the play and he, he did a lot of things defensemen didn't do back then uh, but that is rush the puck and jump
3: in uh, you know when you get the opportunity. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. I didn't get uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I saw a lot of people talking about it. And that's definitely I agree with you, right? Uh, Defensemen have to be able to add the offense if they want to move up and be a difference maker at the next level.
1: So, a lot of people know you didn't play. You know the the first half of the season. What did you learn watching the game from afar? Did you pick up anything else seeing it from a different perspective than being on the ice?
3: Uh, I think I picked up more that you gotta spread the ice out. Like when you when you see the game when you're not playing, it's a lot easier to see the ice. Another thing I realized with the puck as a defenseman, it, you have to keep the play in front of you, and you have to be able to see the ice a lot better if you want to make the plays that everyone's looking for.
1: I mean, also you were kind of like in in that kind of role, not only scouting the team, helping out, maybe seeing some weaknesses that you could, um, you know, help guys in practice. Being like, hey, you know, I saw. it in the game, you know, you were cheating up a little bit when you were supposed to be back, keep that gap, you know, responsibility, all that good stuff, Uh, is, was that kind of something as a senior, you know, being a leader and having younger guys, you know, play defense and also having a guy like Austin, obviously, who's a senior, is also playing defense, was it something that, like, you could do and kind of notice and and make sure that that back line was just so stout?
3: Uh, Yeah, for sure, you know, we have uh, have a few new defensemen this year and also a few, I think, only, I think I was the only returning defenseman, but when I was gone, it was a lot of new guys. And so I definitely had a uh, coach ask me, like, you know, they still look at me as a leader. And mm-hmm. I'd uh, when I was watching the game, I'd, you know, give them pointers in practice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'd be asking me for uh, tips. I'd, I'd be willing to help anyone to make the, the team better.
1: What's it like to, to be a leader um, a, as a senior, as a guy who's been in the program, a guy who knows the way, a guy who knows, you know, how to kind of take, you know coach when he's yelling at you when he's just not yelling at you and you know some kids may not that are newer to the team you know maybe not understand right away but you know you're the one who's lived in this culture for a while um do do you like that responsibility and and kind of being that face that people turn to
3: uh for sure you know it's like uh it's like another step up not saying that you're like better than anyone but that you're like you're there to help and you uh kind of like a voice of reason sometimes like things get hectic Mm -hmm. at uh Stevenson, like, you know, after a loss or a bad practice, and uh, you'll see other leaders and be like, oh, that guy's doing a great job. You know, I, I want to be like that too and uh, be someone that people will look to and can trust in games and in practices and when things aren't easy.
1: Sure. I mean, you can already tell you're already confident in yourself and w- in what you see, just how you respond to questions. So I'm going to give you some softballs over the plate that you can crush over, over a fence. What, when you're not playing hockey, what do you like to do?
3: Um, uh, it's kind of hockey. I like to uh, shoot pucks in my basement. I got the concrete walls, concrete floor set up down there, shoot pucks. Or uh, when it's nice, I like to ride my bike around Livonia. I think that's kind of fun. Go to different places. Or, uh, Go to the swim club. My family belongs to Burt Hollow. Place is very nice. Is that the there. one with the high
0: dive? Yeah, the high dive. I've been <laughs> off the high dive. I, I I've been off the high dive many times. I, I have been. It, it is pretty high. Tell shark. It's it's high.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're Paul and you've been going on a few <laughs> times, it's pretty high. <laughs> it's it's high, S- folks. It's high. So it's
0: like six feet. Is that what it's No, what is it? Ten? Like no, probably, I think, like I think or, it's about ten, 10 feet. Or 12, yeah, yeah. Ten or twelve. Yeah, ten or 12. 12. 12. Well, I'd, twelve. I'd say probably twelve, almost 16,
3: 18 feet. Uh, not that tall. Nah. 12 feet, I'd say.
1: Is there a favorite uh, TV show or, or movie that you like to watch or you know, kind
3: of kick back with that you're watching right now, or is it just all homework and hockey? Um, yeah, a lot of times I don't really have time to you know sit back and watch uh, TV for a while, but when I do, I like to just usually uh, flip through Netflix. Yeah. I'm not really a big like TV show guy. I usually can't stay committed to it for too long. I'll just forget about it. But I usually just like to find like comedy movies or something to watch.
1: What's your favorite subject in school?
3: Uh, I'm really good at math, so I've always, I've never had a problem with it. I've always not really enjoyed it, I guess, but not had a problem with it. I like it more than any other subject, I guess.
1: Okay, so um, what are you looking to do after your senior year? Are you looking to obviously still play hockey, or, you know, you're thinking, you know, maybe I'm good with hockey, I want to focus on life after hockey, or you not even having that conversation with yourself yet?
3: Yeah, I've. Uh, it's kind of been, uh, I haven't really thought about it too much. Like, I have to see how the rest of the season goes. You know, maybe I have a chance to play juniors or maybe I want to play club hockey. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe I will be done with hockey and I can, um, you know, go to college. I can find other things to do. But I'm not really sure yet. I, I still want to keep improving for the rest of the season and focus on the now. That makes sense. I, I, I like that answer. Focus on Next the now. Next practice.
0: You mentioned um, like Krug and McAvoy, but I mean, if you had to pick a defenseman that you're like, I know that you tried style after, but are just a favorite player. Do you have a favorite NHL player, like a, whether it's defense or not?
3: Uh, he's not a defenseman. I, I really like watching um the top line on Boston with uh, Krejci, uh, Marchand, and Pasternak. Any of those guys, they play they play gritty and they play hard and they have a lot of skill. That is uh, okay.
0: that is uh, Marchand. He's a uh, He's one of those guys that you, you love to hate, but you love him on your team. Yeah, totally. And For grit, sure.
1: Gritty and skill, that's the Stevenson way, so you can see why For they're, sure. you know, be symbiotic. What colleges are you looking at? Have you been accepted to any yet, or what's the story there?
3: Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've gotten accepted into Grand Valley and Michigan State, so it's probably going to be between uh one of those two if I don't go on to play junior. Two juniors, good schools. One of those two schools.
0: I know he, Ben's a big state fan, so... <sighs>
1: <laughs> as he's wearing Michigan gear. I, I am. Well, I mean there's there's kid like if Sharky went there I'd be a fan of Sharky. For sure. Know, if if he was playing, you know, Spartan hockey, you know, I I root for the kids not the team if at, there if you that go. If that's great the kids. answer. Right sure. So, great answer. So, but yeah, I mean you could be a Laker, you could still be a Spartan. Th- those aren't bad choices. If, when you do get to college, uh have you thought about what you would even want to study like what you would maybe want to be like when you're I don't know what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm yeah. still trying to figure that out. I was gonna say a lot of us are trying to figure that. I'm still trying to figure that out. I wear way too many hats. But like, have you uh, have you have you thought maybe you know would you want to be since you like numbers an accountant or do you want to actually like get away from that and actually have a fun job?
3: Uh yeah, that's the tough part. You know, good <laughs> at math. Uh, I'll always hear people making jokes like movies and stuff about how you never want to be an accountant. It's kind of yeah. boring. But, uh, I don't know, I was thinking more uh, along the lines of like business finance, you know. Okay. Maybe working in business, uh, maybe something big like, you know, move to like a big city or something, okay. and uh, I'm still really not sure yet. And, I mean, they always say once you get to college, you figure out what you really want to do, so maybe I end up not liking it or I find something else I like. Just have to wait and see.
1: That's true, and plus you could be one of those new type of people that's a cap guru for a sports team, you know. Someone could come to you and be like, Joe, we need to sign this guy. You know, do we have enough money in the, the cap? And you just quickly run the numbers. Like, the lines and you the lions out, and you're like, no, can't can't afford it. We'd be over the cap. We'd have to hit the luxury tax. The answer is no. Sorry, you could you could do that if you wanted to stay in sports. There's those jobs now that are opening up, or as you, said, I mean, that's still business related. So you could definitely easily do that. If there was uh, one thing, because. You know, around Christmas time, we were asking players, you know, if there was one thing that they could, you know, ask Santa for or something like that. But obviously, we can't do that because Christmas is over. But if there was one thing that, uh, let's say Joe Sharkey makes it to the NHL, you get a signing bonus. What are you spending that signing bonus on?
3: Uh, I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to get a uh, get a new whip, get a new car. A <laughs> uh, no whip. I'm not really, I'm not really a big car guy. I'm not really sure what kind of car I'd want, but you know, something, something Lambo, Lambo, like, something like an nice, All right, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe that a uh, nice low rider. You can get some like tinted yeah. windows on and make it look okay. sweet. I'm not, I'm not really sure what kind of car though, but something, something nice. Something
0: uh, eco-friendly and. Gas mileage friendly. Of course, no. He would get, you he'd get the Hummer H two and just be like, nope.
1: "I don't think they make those anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Eight
3: miles a gallon. I was
1: gonna say he'd drive a tank. Knowing Joe Sharky, the way he plays, he's a hard nosed kid. The Shark. Anything with a brush guard, he can put in front of the car just so he can make people spin out. Because that's that's how Sharky plays. Go. You come
0: near his blue line, you're gonna pay for it for sure. So. Well, Shark, great interview. It's great having you on. A um, lot of hockey left to be played. A lot of big games left, so good luck this week and good luck the rest of the season. And uh, go get after it, man!
3: All right, thanks a lot. Uh, it was a lot of it's a lot of fun being here talking with you guys.
0: There is senior defenseman number three, the Shark, Joe Sharkey, on uh, this episode of the Livonia Stevenson Ho- Stevenson Hockey Podcast, and um, that's going to wrap it up. Back with Ben. Uh, thanks for coming on board. Yeah. Make sure. Uh, We'll plug them again, check them out on the High School Hockey Hub, check out the Sports Radio Detroit broadcast of Livoni-Stevenson Hockey, of other schools, podcasts, sports, all that kind of good stuff. We're a network. We have 12
1: podcasts. We have written content. We've been beefing up. We've been, so I mean, yeah, there's tons of stuff at Sports Radio Detroit that you can get into, and another shameless plug, if you are looking to sponsor SRD Prep and Stevenson Hockey, let us know. You can either come to us directly uh, or send us an email at sportsradiodet at gmail.com. And we can work with any budget. Uh, We're we're trying to expand our prep coverage in ways that would only benefit the players and the families. So what that basically is, is we'd like to start doing video at some point. And and that costs, unfortunately, an arm and a leg. But it's something that we want to do. So if people are interested in sponsoring it, uh you know or you run a business or you work with a business and you know you're interested or you know something it was always good to help out the game because not only do we get to feature great kids like joe sharkey shock and everyone else at stevenson but anyone stevenson plays they get they get that exposure too for sure so i'm always about growing the game of high school hockey is you are still popular yeah an hour later people are still. and
0: i've I apologize. I it's I've turned this thing on. Do not disturb. This and, is what
1: life with Paul Mitchell is like. His phone goes off every 2 here minutes. Here
0: in the um Stevenson Hockey podcast studio, oddly enough, I get no service at all, but except, for except some for reason that. today my phone's blowing up. Must so, be a So popular this is what it, it, this is so. what
1: it's like with Paul all the time. His phone goes off every 5 yeah. minutes. He's the the go-to guy and which is we know it's maybe not entirely
0: true that your phone goes off every five minutes. but that oh, is it is, Shark. Shark's smiling. He knows. He, he sees me enough to know. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> no, but uh, yes. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you again to everyone. Yes. Thanks to Shark for being on. Thanks to Coach Mitchell. Thanks for everyone involved. Um, ben, Roger, and all their support uh, with, and the help with the games broadcast over the past weekend and the week. And uh, That's going to do it. We will talk uh, until next time. That's going to wrap it up. So... All right, and uh, take care.